myself out. I am afraid of I'm terrified and paralyzed by I am deathly afraid of Welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast with your host, me, Ryan Perio. Hi, and welcome back to the Sum of All Fears podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Perio. This week, my guest is fellow podcaster Andrew Turner. Andrew has a podcast called Fort Worth Roots, where he speaks with artists and business owners in and around the Fort Worth area. I actually met Andrew on a podcasting Facebook group where he had just launched his podcast with about 10 episodes. As we talked, I realized he also lived in the DFW area, and we spent a Sunday in late July podcasting here in my apartment. Andrew has an interesting fear of cotton balls. What? That prompted a load of questions from me and my friends. This was also my first in-person interview. So there were a lot of lessons learned. Apologies for any echo or bleed over. But enough rambling. Let's get into my interview with Andrew Turner. We're here with friend and fellow podcaster Andrew Turner. Andrew has just recently launched a new podcast called Fort Worth Roots, which is a lot of artists here in the Fort Worth and maybe some Dallas guys and how they got started and what inspired them to pursue what they're doing. Andrew, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me here. Oh, thanks for coming. Sorry for the mess. I've lived here 10 years. You should see my place. (laughs) I've lived here 10 years and this is literally like I have redone this in the last nine months because I work from home too. I have a day job. And so I've been sitting in this apartment from pretty much almost I wake up to go to sleep. And so I have bought that bar, this rug, all my patio is all just projects because i'm never as a comic i never stayed here folks he's being modest this place is spotless don't listen to him it is not spotless (laughs) (laughs) looks good man but it's just one of those things where you're here and you don't realize until you live in your house for a long period of time like things that just annoy you yeah and so i've slowly been like well this is your environment you know you're used to getting out and encountering other stuff and you've been stuck here so you're hyper focused on your new Permanent reality. (laughs) (laughs) Permanent reality. Don't say that. Well, permanent for now. Yeah. I believe comedy will come back because I believe there will be a low cost night out. And that's what I think comedy will become is it won't be like $20 tickets at the door plus two drinks. It'll be free admission, two drinks. And I think everybody will harp on that because times are tough and they want to go out, but not spend a lot. And so Listen, as, as soon as the governor gives the green light, people are going to be out. I'm sure of that. Yes. I'm going nuts. I, I need to go out. So, And I'm, I'm kind of a homebody, so mm-hmm. that's saying something. I have <laughs> never been more excited to go grocery shopping in my life <laughs> than, than I have during I this pandemic. I'm I like, know. I'm the same way. I get in my car. I'm like, oh, I forgot what this feels like to be in my... Because <laughs> I spent so much time in my car. That's that's my writing room. That's my workshop for really? comedy is is the car because you I... You write in your car? In my head, like I will think up bits and stuff. Oh, it's, yeah. Okay. It's, it's while you're driving, that's sure. when I start think, not focusing on the road and be like, oh, you know what would be funny is if this happened or... <laughs> and that's how, I, that's how I write, just driving around. Do you keep the radio off when you drive? I will listen to either music, sports, or podcasts. So if it's baseball season, I'll have Eric Nadell and the Rangers on, even though I'm an Astros fan. Mm-hmm. But I will listen to mostly sports and podcasts 
or sometimes I'll listen to comics. There's like comedy radio. When I'm at work, I keep podcasts on all day. Mm -hmm. It keeps me entertained. It makes my day go by faster. But when I'm in my private vehicle, I almost never have the radio on. And that's a great time to just let the brain go crazy. Mm -hmm. Lots of, sometimes it's uh, real negative thoughts that you got to shut out somehow, but. (laughs) That's a cool, that's a, that's the Taco Bell drive-thru probably at that point. You're just, (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of negative thoughts. I don't think anybody has positivity in that talk in any fast food drive through at dark. Yeah. If you're in the Taco Bell drive through, you've been having some negative thoughts for the past hour, probably. <laughs> I mean, you're that's you hate yourself. I will, ta- <laughs> I will tell you one drive through I will never go through Chick-fil-A. Really? It looks too. It's just so menacing. It looks like a concert. Dude, have you ever you've never been through a Chick-fil-A drive through? I will go inside and order it to go. Listen. It's People co- are starting to format their drive throughs after Chick-fil-A. They got it down, dude. Like, it's it's a two-lane... See, I can't do two-lane. How do you know you're getting my order right? How do you know which person... What if someone cuts me off and gets in front of me and then gets my food? I think we just identified your fear, but don't worry, man. They got it <laughs> under control. <laughs> so, and why is not one of them HOV for the person that's got, like, 10 <laughs> orders that's right in front of me every time that's having to... That has to call. Like, they can't... They can't even get the order right. The heck, they have to pick up the phone and call. And like, hey, what did you want again? They only... They don't have... Yeah, if anybody from Chick-fil-A admin is listening to this, you need a dedicated HOA lane. Get them their own lane. That way, people like me don't have to wait. Yeah. And they they get special service. Everybody wins. Yeah. And (laughs) not only that, like, they have to do that forensics where they have to go through every bag. Like, they just pull, like, two feet forward so you can't get your food. Yeah. But they pull forward enough (laughs) that you you think they're leaving, and then they just sit there and go through their 10 bags of food. That's what the horn was invented for, I think. Mm -hmm. Just lay on it. I'm not built for horn use. <laughs> I am not allowed to be road rage. This is, I can't bench press a hundred pounds. There's no way I can have road rage. I have road insecurity at you gotta best. get your gains up, man. I do. I, hey, if their door is like close enough to that drive-thru though, they're not getting out. What are they going to do? Go through the back? That minivan's not built for that. I don't want to <laughs> risk it. I don't, I don't, I don't need more people knowing how cowardly I am. <laughs> However, it would be hilarious watching you like bang up six cars trying to run your way out of there. <laughs> I have tried to back out of a drive through before. Really? How'd that work out? Did not. I uh-huh. just went forward through it and I was like, never mind. I just said, never mind. <laughs> just drove on. Because that was when McDonald's first did the 24-hour breakfast and I was like, I love their sausage biscuits. Right. And they didn't have sausage biscuits and I was like, you've got to be fucking shitting me. Oh, so you didn't already order. No, I didn't oh, there's order no, There's no harm. And I was like, I was trying to back up. I was like, never mind. And then the car was behind me. I was like, well, I guess we're going forward. I pictured you ordering a 50-piece chicken nugget and then mm-hmm. realizing that you didn't need that in your life and then just leaving it there. No. I will, <laughs> I will, I will eat my feelings. That's However fine, negative. Then. That's How, fine. You however negative they may be. Nobody got left holding the bag, yeah. so. True. I have a bit about that, too, about Whataburger taking so long for their food. I hate my biggest pet peeve with drive throughs is when you order. And they don't have it ready. And right. they, t- uh, they wait for you to get to the, oh, we're, we're, if you just pull it, no, I'm not going to pull around. This the is a whole, <laughs> this is the whole part of the drive through. Like we have now arranged parking because you guys can't get your shit together <laughs> and serve food in a timely manner. I have to sit in a parking spot and wait for you. Like I'm a dad just waiting for my kid to get off work. <laughs> like this is the next level of sad. It's, it's like, tell me back at the window. Remember back in the, in the eighties and nineties, if they didn't have stuff, they would tell you at the window as you're ordering, yeah. say you could call an audible. 
you got hamburgers that someone didn't want. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it in the drive through <laughs> Just me and you. Just me and you right now. Yeah, that's always been a downfall for Whataburger, man. That's got to be the slowest drive through right? Like, are they going to Kroger? Are you just getting this order, getting a shopping <laughs> list together and going to buy this stuff separately? I don't know why it takes so long. They won't make it till you order. That's not the point of fast food. All right, sir. <laughs> it is. Your, the idea is it's supposed to be ready so quick. Agreed. Taco. I've never had Taco Bell take a long time. That's because it all comes out of a damn tube, man. It's an, it's literally in a cock gun. They just squirt it in yeah. there. <laughs> that's how it should be. Like, I'm not. If that's what it takes, if you just need your Whataburger A1 steak burger, A1 and a cocking gun, I'll get it. I will give you a cocking gun. How about if you just drive up to the window, they just shoot it in your mouth and then you go about your day? It's probably where we're heading. <laughs> like just hamsters, just like a little. <laughs> Just an Amazon Prime. Like, I've just now done Uber Eats, and... Did it work out well? It works out now because they just leave at the door. Yeah. Like, it's a sad package, just, like, somebody just left me. I just opened <laughs> doors, a pizza box just laying there. <laughs> I guess I'll eat this now. <laughs> it's, like, the saddest pay it forward. Like, they just know, if they can just hear the crying in the living room, and they just... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think about that, but I haven't done Uber Eats or anything like it. So, but yeah, how depressing. You open the door and... Yeah, they just tell you what time it's going to be there and you you just have a rendezvous with I'm, food. How long until it just starts showing up in a trash can? And At this point, not very much longer. We are raccoons. We're just like mm-hmm. one step behind. Yes. <laughs> so tell me about your podcast. So I'm a big fan of JRE. That's mm-hmm. uh, probably, yeah, definitely my go-to podcast. And uh, I just, I was devouring podcast episodes to the point where I think I was listening to maybe 10 different podcasts. I Typically, I'll have like a 12 to 15 hour day. And like I said, I listen to podcasts at work. And at one point, I was just like, I'm, I'm out of episode and I have to wait a week now. And so I would find more and more and more. And eventually, I was just like, I'm going to make my own podcast. I'm going to put out a ridiculous number of episodes. So that I never run out of material. Mm-hmm. But a step further than that, I I wanted to meet interesting people. I wanted to have conversations with mm-hmm. all sorts of, you know, individuals that are all different walks of life. That's what I like most about podcasts is the interaction between the host and somebody that you would never typically talk to, you know. And you get to be involved in those conversations vicariously through the host and, and listen in on it which is great, but I wanted to be a little more involved. So I just did it, man. And I had the idea for probably a couple of years. And um, I was just at a point in life where I decided to pull the trigger. Had nothing to do with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of podcasts got started at the same time, you know, right around the coronavirus yeah. era. <laughs> but uh, it had nothing to do with that. And um, it was just the timing. I, I was actually working more that I've worked in a, a long time. I was putting in 60 to 70 hours, so it was actually the worst time possible for me to start it. But it just kind of just kind of worked out that way. So, What do you do for 60 to 70 hours a week? So my daytime job right now, I am driving a mixer truck. So those big annoying trucks that go really slow down the road. Mm-hmm. But those that's stressful. That's a time crunch because most people don't know that you have a cement mix and if you don't get it to a certain amount of time, you're... Yeah, you're right. It is a time-sensitive load, but... You know, as the driver, it's like, okay, this is where it's going. Mm-hmm. This is my load. You, you don't really have to worry about that. It, it's going to get there on time or it's not. As long as you don't pull yeah. over on the side of the road and take a 
two-hour nap, you're okay. <laughs> so you have to clean out the drums too. Like I've seen that on the like, yeah. Mythbusters of how they clean. Like they get into the little like cubby hole. Yeah. What did Mythbusters say? I mean, the dynamite thing. Yeah, like the yeah. dynamite to blow up. The that cement. was true, right? Um, they couldn't do it because they the mix they had too much mix and it completely froze. So it was like a half full cement truck because they were going to try to do it and they put too much cement yeah. in there. <laughs> so that was it. Now it's it's extremely dangerous to clean one of those out because what you have to do is you have to get inside of them and then you use a uh, pneumatic chipper, um, air hammer to chip it out. So like you're inside of it and then you have to like chip above you and beside you and stuff's going to be falling down on your head. So it's actually so problematic that there are special companies that do that now. Mm-hmm. And most, I, I might be wrong about this, but all the companies I know that have mixer trucks, they outsource that to somebody that's willing to take on the line. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, that's probably a lot of health claims. So Acoustic-wise, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of tinnitus and everything else with all the ears ringing. And st- I've done it one time from outside the truck, like just chipping what I could hit from outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it was devastating to my hearing, but my wrist, mm-hmm. the impact that you're taking, because that, that pneumatic hammer is just going back and forth, and that shock has to go somewhere. Yeah. So it's going into your wrist. The next day after I got done doing that, I was probably chipping on that truck for a couple hours. My wrists were so damn sore. Just trying to control. Well, and just taking that shock. And I didn't, I don't know, first hour of the day, I was like, what the hell's wrong with my wrist? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, I couldn't, like, as a person that's not strong, I was like, I can't imagine like the tediousness. And there's some scary footages on online too. There's a cement mixer that toppled over one time. Oh, that's got to be the most dangerous vehicle on on the road. And uh, whoever's listening to this, stay away from them. Never drive behind one because there's stuff that just falls off the back end of it all the time. And then the the modern mixer trucks nowadays, like the newer Mm -hmm. ones, are actually pretty safe as far as like their ability to stop. But you still have companies out there with old trucks on the road. And they they meet all the standards by Department of Transportation. Barely. (laughs) Dude. It's hard to stop those older ones. Say, um, it's hard so. to stop them, period. They're all there. <laughs> well, yeah, even mine, uh, my newer one, I've got like a brand new mixer truck. It's very nice. And, um, it, you know, I'll have people cut me off, slam on their brakes to get in front of me. Just, it's almost like they want to die. But, uh, yeah, sometimes it's hard. You got you got to understand that there's 80,000 pounds on that load and a mixer truck has like a shorter wheelbase. So imagine an 18-wheeler. Yeah. Same, same capacity, but it's got a much smaller wheelbase, which means it's easier to tip yeah, over and it's, it's harder to stop. It's not a cornering vehicle for sure. No, <laughs> that's when you see them go topless. Yeah. You know, yeah, in a corner usually. And in in a situation like that, with whether it's a mixer truck or an eighteen wheeler or any large freight vehicle, um, if you cut one of those guys off and it's something that's going to put your life in danger, you might have just killed two people, yourself and that driver, because mm-hmm. that's his livelihood. A CDL driver, man, if they have a wreck like that, that could cost them their job. Yeah. So they're going to do everything in their power not to hit you. So you literally might kill two people by being an idiot. Or So just stay out of kill the Kill one Don't person and can, you know, ruin the career of somebody else. Yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is that driver is going to, yeah. he'll drive through a wall before he'll hit you. So anyway, well. That got dark quick. <laughs> do you do, do you, you do a lot of dark comedy? Um, not really. I'm not a dark person. I'm just an honest person, and I just talk talk about real situations for me. There you go. That's good. Like you know, going to Walmart and things like that. 
I saw that joke, dude. That had me cracking up, man. It's real. <laughs> it's real. I still have the faded glory shirts to prove it. I'm actually wearing one. This is actually a faded glory t-shirt that I have, and it was. I was like, "Are you serious? You're, you're gonna call this faded glory?" I know. I already know about my glory at Walmart. You don't need to tell me with a clothing label. What passive aggressive person just decided that you know what? Let's just put the biggest insult. It's like they're sarcastic. Like all their cheap products, good value. No, it's not. It <laughs> <laughs> should say good enough value. It is. <laughs> like Kroger has one that's like pst. It's like pst. That's what it's like. It's like pst. You know, like hey, I'm cheaper, but I'm like, people that look at it like pst. This guy's broke. <laughs> You don't want to date this guy. He's definitely not got his life in any shape or form. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good observations. <laughs> they are good yeah. observations. So you do a podcast. You also drive a cement truck. I started my podcast kind of the same way. as like I wanted to do this two years ago. I bought all this equipment like a year ago. Like I, Wow. And I was like, I don't want to do a comedy podcast. I started thinking back about things I'm entertained by. Mm-hmm. I love talking about people what they're afraid of because it will be yeah. you'll have weird fears that come up out of nowhere and it's like you're afraid of that and then you just like, how did that happen and as a comic yeah we make a little fun of it but we're not like oh you're such a bitch or like you know we don't make you feel bad about it, but it's just funny to us like sometimes like oh you're afraid of you're afraid of karaoke what sing-alongs you, you have some traumatic sing-along and I was in choir like in grade school and stuff and I just was terrified of having my voice be the only so voice. you hated choir? I did. I did too. I, th- I did choir briefly. I can't even remember what grade it was. I hated it. Yeah. Hated it. So, so. And I just feel like as a karaoke person, like I have to sing as, it's, yeah. as it was intended. I can't, yeah. I can't <laughs> mess this up with my shitty voice. Well, on behalf of everybody that's ever hated a karaoke night, thank you. And more people should share your point of view like hey i can't sing the song i shouldn't unfortunately my co-host mallory did not agree she she has her go-to song she sings uh i'll make love to you by boys to men is one of her go-tos uh, okay all right well at least it's not me and bobby mcgee yeah. have you ever heard that train wreck no. it seems like it comes up every time you go to karaoke there's always some i always get the it's, it's always three it's always three really drunk chicks okay. that want to sing me and bobby mcgee and it's always the worst thing ever yeah, it's always journey. Someone always does don't stop believing. And I'm oh, like, yeah. You should have stopped. You you should have stopped believing before you even got to this karaoke night. You should have stopped believing when you look at that outfit in the mirror and thought, this is what I look like going out tonight. You're talking about me. You could definitely get me drunk enough to, to sing that song. I can, I'm sure I could get drunk enough to sing. I, I get real nervous. As somebody that does stand-up comedy as a center stage, I've yeah. never been that person. That's what's such yeah. a shock to me is that I'm that I'm good at this. Is that as I did break dancing and stuff like that, but I've always stayed out of the, the spotlight. Right. I would always be around it and just have fun with it. But yeah, with comedy, it's like there's no excuses. You have to go out there for like thirty to forty five minutes mm-hmm. to entertain. Yeah, and I did it. I wanted to do it since before I started. I started in two thousand six. And I probably got the idea to do it in 2003 when I lost my engineering job. My mm. first one, I was like, what do you really want to do? Because I was, 
literally just sitting there at this minimum wage job, just like, Damn. just thinking about life. Like, what do you want to do? And that's my story about comedy. Yeah. And so, okay. so I did that, but I landed a, a nice job with an insurance company. And so I've been doing that by day and comedy by night. It seems like such a crazy mix. Do you ever, <laughs> now what kind of insurance? Do you specialize in like a certain type mm -hmm. of insurance? I just do tech support oh. for them. Oh, okay. Okay. I, th <laughs> I, I, you know, as soon as you said that, I just thought of a comedian trying to sell somebody life insurance. <laughs> so I was just, I was going to ask you if you yeah, brought some comedy to that. Another thing I won't do is sell. I'm not a, you have to feel yeah. like you have to be a spotlight person and I'm yeah. not, I'm just too honest and I can't, yeah. I can't sell you on something that I feel like you don't want. I get that um, intimately because I, I uh, was trying my hand at um, uh, roof sales and I, I got on board with this uh, roofing company and uh, they're like, you got to go and you got to knock doors in neighborhoods. And I'm like, okay, that sounds terrible. But uh, if that's the way we do it, and it was just as bad as I thought, mm -hmm. you know, and everybody has to, if, if you're going to be in sales, direct sales, door knocking sales, you got to pick up this phony ass persona mm -hmm. You've experienced it. Your listeners have experienced it. Every time somebody comes and knocks on your door to sell you a product, yeah. it's that phony ass fake. Now it's the but unknown you... caller. Now it's the unknown cell phone oh, caller. Sure. Well, that's that's a whole nother damn thing. But yeah, same. You got a, a a person that's not a real human on the other end of the phone or showing up at your door. That's a personality, and they have to do that because just talking to people like a normal human doesn't work. I guess because that's what I tried and I failed. I struck out for like six months. I sold like three roofs and it was just people I knew. <laughs> so basically I did this podcast about fears and I was like, I love talking about fears, you know? And so I was, because I, I've been practicing, I, I had got all this equipment and then I just couldn't work up the nerve to do face-to-face -face interviews. I was like, how am I going to? Am I going to bring people here to my apartment, which I did in this situation? Am I going to go to them? So I invited you on, you mentioned your fear, which is really unique. Go ahead and tell the listeners what you're afraid of. All right. So uh, I don't, I don't know if I should build suspense or tell the backstory. I'm uh, I'm afraid of cotton balls. Cotton balls, like the little. Everybody knows cotton balls, yeah, right? But I just want to yeah. make sure I heard that right. Because <laughs> when you said that, I'm like. How do you go to doctor's offices? How the the closest thing that I can handle mm -hmm. to a cotton ball is a Q-tip. I'm at my okay, hands are starting that was to one sweat of right that now. was one of <laughs> that was one of my co-host questions. She she was like, how, "Is it does it Q-tip? How where does that fall?" Yeah, well, I think that's necessary, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. So, cotton balls inside like uh, pill bottles. Mm -hmm. I got to get somebody else to to manage that situation. So is it a tacky thing? Is it just a touch? It's it's a texture thing for sure. Okay. That and the sound, and my palms are completely drenched now. <laughs> so, the best I can guess, because I've just tried to figure out how someone would develop a fear. This should be good. of cotton balls. Is that uh -huh. something happened when you were a kid, and all you can relate to is the cotton ball? Bit, like like you had a deep cut, and you remember like the iodine on the cotton ball or something. I don't know, man. Um, it, as far back as I can think, I just remember the first time I noticed I had this kind of texture problem. Started with those uh, foam packing, mm -hmm. uh, like peanuts, I think they call them. 
and uh, I just couldn't handle the texture or the sound that it made when they'd rub on each other. So that started it, and oddly enough, I don't have trouble with those now, mm-hmm. but that moved on to cotton balls, and I don't even know what age I was when I realized I couldn't handle it, but it, man, it it got nasty fast. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my 40s, and I take a lot of medication, so it's one of those things where... Like, how do you, do you just have to have somebody else? Well, do you have somebody I mean, else that is designated to pull cotton for you out of a bottle, every, a pill bottle? Every, every single girl I've ever dated knows that I have this fear. It's not something I talk about, right? Why would you tell people this? Because the last time I did tell somebody, um, I, I was in, a, I was on a deployment and the guys found out that I was afraid of cotton balls. These are the worst people to instill a little bit of faith in mm-hmm. and tell them your fear because they're going to use it against you. So I came back one day from wherever I went and uh, they had glued cotton balls to the handle to my door locker. So I uh, I had to deal with that situation. But yeah, every single female I've ever dated has had to, um, yeah, take the cotton balls out of the medicine and that's, hey, that's can, their task. You just, yeah. Do you just nonchalantly tell them, hey, can you open that pill ball for me? You know, just I haven't gotten around mm-hmm. to it. And then just yeah. don't tell them that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll try to pass it off for sure. I feel like <laughs> I'm surprised that <laughs> girlfriends just haven't come, ex-girlfriends haven't come to your house with like cotton balls. Just That is surprising. I agree with you. Like while you sleep, just have just them there. Have just there. as you wake up, just wake up to cotton ball. I can't remember any specific incidents. Inst- can't say that word right now. Incidents, In, Inc- instances, instances. But I, I vaguely remember being chased around a few times with cotton balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just dumbfounded. <laughs> I don't know where where else we go with this. Oh, you've got a whole book there. Yeah. Oh, good. I, uh, I have. So the earliest memories you just you were it was packing peanuts and then it graduated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Could you pull it out with pliers? Like, if you had, have you had to use tools? Even that would be difficult. I've done it before. Okay, I've done. I've like, like a back scratcher. Like you're just getting tips. What? Whatever. Whatever I can get a hold of. You know. Yeah. I. I think probably my Gerber, my little multi tool. I'd probably use that. But even that would bother me because I don't know if it's the imagination or if you can actually feel the texture through the tool. But. Mm. Wow. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever talked about this. I think in depth. Right. <laughs> Keep going. Like when you go to the doctor's office, do you have special requests? Like, can you just pour the? Can you pour the fluid on the hand? Whatever. Like the. I don't remember ever. Like if you have to get a shot, like they have to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's gonna bother me, and it's not so much because just cause somebody healthcare. else. Okay. You know, you don't have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just die. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you don't you don't feel it too much like because you, mm-hmm. you get shots like in the arm or in the ass right so you don't feel that too much and they're, they're dabbing they're not rubbing yeah. it over you so but watching them mm-hmm. pull the cotton ball out of whatever is gonna screw me up yeah I'm gonna be sitting there like because mm-hmm. that's you just have to look away <laughs> or you know if you get uh, blood drawn or mm-hmm. anytime they put like the cotton ball and then the, the band-aid or the tape you gotta deal with that later yeah. So I'll just like take the tape off and like not be able to even look at that cotton ball and mm-hmm. throw it away. Could you just tell them this? If, so if they just took Q-tip, cotton off the Q-tip, is that all of a sudden now? Now it's now a, no longer a Q-tip, it's a cotton ball? It's small enough. I don't think it would be a problem, but I would still look at it funny. Okay. Like, mm, am I going to be able to do this? It is amazing. <laughs> like, this is change. This is like life changing. Like you can't, 
go to the doctor right now. <laughs> and it's not because of pride. It's not because you're too pr- like because most people I I myself I haven't had health care for a long time. But when I even when yeah. I did, I can't afford this. Yeah, you just got to tough it out. You just got to tough it. Say you, who cares if you have a copay? <laughs> I have used my copay one time because I thought I was having heart problems yeah. on Christmas yeah. Day. Damn. On Christmas not, Day, I woke up with like chest pains and I'm like, okay, okay, we can, <laughs> we can go to the doctor at this point. And so I told yeah. them and I sat in there and they, they did a random EKG on me and basically told me that I'm a little bitch. And that's what, because they were like, it's nothing with your heart. And so I'm like, oh, so I'm paying $200 to find out that I'm just oh, a pansy. Jesus. You got a two hundred dollar copay because mm-hmm. I went to emergency room. Oh, oh god! Okay. But it's like this. There's a Baylor Hospital emergency room. I'm like, I'm going to go not to care now. I'm going to go to a real hospital <laughs> where if there is a problem, because I'm worth it. Well, I just was like, well, they can wheel me into a real operating room. It's not sure. like I have to wait for some ambulance to Uber me to the hospital to cost yeah. me more money. I'm going to be in the hospital. Well, I'm like you, man. I'm I'm not going to the hospital for or mm-hmm. clinic or anything for anything arbitrary. Yeah. So, I mean, if you feel like you're having a heart attack, sure, you're going to make the extra yeah. block. I, I was like, I got go chest pains, and then I went to, uh, I was at Walmart, and I was like, you know what, let's just take her blood pressure. And it said, like, danger. And I was like. Oh, shit. It said that on the screen? Yeah. And it was wrong. Dead wrong. Oh, God. And so okay. I'm like. Thanks, Walmart. I was like, awesome. I'm like, awesome. I'm just sitting here, you know, borderline thinking, this is how I'm going to die on Christmas Day. We just, this is how we live. So what was going on? Did something bring it on? I just, I just woke up. Or? I don't know. It was indigestion is what I think, but I just woke up. You got gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much is what they told me. <laughs> that I, They just like, here, have this antacid cocktail. Of, put your shirt back on. Dry those tears. <laughs> it seems like if... Uh, you know, like if you go get your state inspection and you don't pass, then they don't charge you. Wouldn't it be nice if you go to the hospital for something like that? And they're like, ah, oh, you're not having a heart attack. Get out I'm of here, kid. I'm afraid they charge me more. Like you've just wasted our time <laughs> yeah. and money. We actually thought we were going to get like a whole like, procedure out of you. Yeah. So that was the discount like insur- rate. Your insurance is declining <laughs> you because of how much of a bitch you are right now. You're being, you're being dropped. Oh, you didn't see the fine print, the, the yeah. no bitch clause yeah. at the bottom. Obviously, you cried in, in a doctor's office. You're not eligible for Blue Cross Blue Shield anymore. As soon as a tear came out, your coverage was dropped. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So... How do you feel about pillows? Does it make you nervous to know that pillows are just cotton and it's just fabric, a wall of fabric? As long as you don't see the cotton, you're fine, right? Ryan, I, I wish you had have never said that. I hadn't thought about it. Now I've got to go check all my damn pillows. Memory, goose down. <laughs> just goose down or memory foam, just feathers or... Goose down's the shit, unless you live in Texas, mm-hmm. um, because it's always hot. Goose down's good in like cold environments. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind getting poked randomly every once in a while unexpectedly yeah. by by the ass end of a feather. Yeah, I never thought of that. It's not been a problem until just right now. That's Thank what we you. do here at Some Thank of All Fears Podcast. And- we also, we introduce, we don't just talk about your fears, we introduce you to new ones. A big thank you to you and your co-host for making it worse. <laughs> so she's, she just grabbed the pen as soon as I told her and she just went Jesus. to town. And let's see. She, oh, she also asked, "How does how do you handle going by a build a bear workshop when they have all that have stuffing? Because you ever you ever see those when you're if you go to Northeast Mall, they have one. 
I think I would probably assume it was all like synthetic and yeah, I would be okay. But it's just all cotton. Like it's just a, a, a thing just flowing, throwing cotton everywhere. And this. I don't have kids. So every time I see a buildy bear, I think I avoid it. How do you feel? How do you feel about going to the Dallas Cotton Bowl? It's a really good <laughs> Cotton Bowl. Yeah, the name doesn't really bother me too much. Does the logo bother you? Does the logo just... What is the logo? Is it natural cotton? Yeah, it's a natural cotton. The bud, right? Yeah, I don't think I've ever really paid attention to that too much. Yeah. Good observation, though. So you're okay with socks? Since they're made Socks are fine. Yeah. I'm As far as like cotton and, and fabric, I don't think I've ever had any trouble with that. Now, like corduroy, doesn't mm-hmm. that mess with everybody? Yes. That's a texture that screws me yeah. up. Yeah. That's a, that's a very it's aggressive a very... texture because it sounds like yeah. something's rubbing. <laughs> Nobody likes corduroy. Does that even exist? Do they still I'm make sure that? I'm sure they do. You can find it at Goodwill and probably garage sales. I had but... corduroy back in the day, back in the yeah, early 2000s sure. when... How the hell was that ever popular? Did it save money? What What was the deal with I that? I think it was just that it was a it was a soft fabric, and so it was very comfortable. Mm. Corduroy, because it's a it's a almost like plush. And so, how has you have touched on it a little bit? But how has the fear of cotton balls really changed your life? Like it does. That's really it, man. I mean, cotton balls. You won't catch me having those in the house. Like I don't need them. I'll. I'll use something else. Mm-hmm. I don't paper towels or paper ra- towels are fine. Rags. Yeah, <laughs> but so no cotton balls in the house, and if you have to get medication, medication is the only issue because that's the only place you encounter cotton balls <laughs> that you have to like touch in order to get to something yeah. else. <laughs> and then uh, you know, I, I've only got one story of the guys messing with me by putting cotton balls on on my door handle. So yep. and that that affects the others know about your fear and how they treat you. Yeah. So you talk about how you manage it is you just let other people do it for you. Like, yeah. you've, have you never tried to really just take this on or... I've had to, yeah. There's been situations where I can't remember what the medication was, whether it was acid reflux mm-hmm. or headache medicine, but I've had to just what take about control of the gloves? situation. What so like, the gloves, like, during the pandemic and just use that? That wouldn't work. It doesn't? No freaking way. You mean, you mean to, to use the gloves to get the cotton glove out? on your hands, and then you can touch the cotton because it's not touchy. It's not tactile at that point. I'd still feel it. I'd still feel it and I'd still see it. So, so it's so like even just seeing it, you just feel it in your mind already. You yeah. it already. Yeah. Gir- Thank God they don't have a smell, right? Oh. We used to just drop them at the grocery store oh, and really? it, would, it would bounce back <laughs> oh, up. Oh, at the grocery store? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when they were like, dis- one of them was dysfunctional, we had to like get rid of them. So. Oh, okay. You're an employee there. Yes. I thought you were some asshole showing up at the oh, Albertsons and just wrecking biscuit cans. <laughs> I am not physically capable oh again yeah okay i am the bully <laughs> not the bully oh come on bullies aren't cool anymore you, yes. you... it's weird i noticed you mentioned i listened to one of your podcasts you mentioned terlingua and i was like i do oh want to go to base camp god terlingua. i was like i want to do one of those bubbles one time man every time somebody brings it up now it just it's it's getting under my skin and we gotta go yeah. it just keeps coming up you i mean go, obviously like, i can do the, t- you can do the one, tp but... and the uh i saw that yeah and with the the glass top, yeah, what is that bubble? It's not glass. Is top. it a room it's, it's or is inf- it just like a bed? It's an inflatable room. It's just inf- it's okay. all inflatable. So you're in like a moon bounce, and yeah. you just look up. And that's all still there. Yeah. The the it's, bubbles are still booked still... up, but oh, you can do the TPs or the like I guess the 
looks like little ovens. Mm-hmm. You can have those. They're open to the outdoors. So it's like, you might want to wear shoes because they can get snakes and stuff. But, you know. Yeah, man. But it would be cool. I just was like, I would spend a weekend doing that. I would spend a weekend out there just. I might go for a week. I was thinking about buying property out there. They have, like, they also have, in that base camp, they have rooms like Pueblos and stuff that you can stay in. Mm -hmm. But they they TP in the tent, but the bubbles are what get it. I'm like, I want to do the bubble. Yeah. Those look cool as shit. I just was like, I'm not a morning person. So that's the only bad thing is, yeah, but that looks amazing at sundown. But sun up, you're just you're just waking up at six in the morning, whether you like God it or not. Damn it! Yeah. Doesn't matter how late you stay up, you're getting up at six in the morning because there's not. And what's the AC like? Because that's important. You, if you leave it unzipped, they say it'll start to deflate, and so you have to what? you have to zip it up. But I'm sure it's fine because it's got to keep it inflated, so you've got AC at all times. Okay. But I was like, that would be a cool weekend just to you know. Just a, maybe a honeymoon weekend or something, just to yeah. just to have it, you know one or two nights where you're just staring at stars. I didn't realize they were inflatable. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. I did all my research as soon as I saw the pictures. I'm like, where is that? Did did me talking about Trilingual? Did that, okay, so you've known. About I've known about it, about it and that. you just rang because I was like, as soon as I saw as it, I was I like, it. I want to do that because somebody yeah. else posted yeah. a picture on Facebook and it was her in a bubble, bubble. and I'm like, mm-hmm. what the hell is this? <laughs> and so I, you know it said Terlingua as the location. So I started looking at it and I started looking at base camp Terlingua. Yeah. So far I've got, um, Lauren Kuchka and her dog and her husband, um, Lindsay Hightower and Taylor from Hightower band. And maybe Jake Ferris. I can't remember who else was wanting to go, but all these people are supposed to load up in my mobile podcast studio. And we're going to take a trip down to Terlingua. Start a campfire, get really drunk, howl at the moon. I don't know. It's going to be fun. Do a series of podcasts while we're down there. (laughs) You're welcome to come. I'll do it. (laughs) You can stay in your bubble. I'll do a bubble or I'll do one of the, not the teepee, but the modified tent or whatever they call it. It's like, they're like $120. I think I saw that. Like $120. There's teepees and I can't remember what they're called, but they're... They're open, but they're covered inside. So you go in and it's just a room and you have a community shower. So it's like a pavilion. Yeah. Kinda. Open, just open air. No sides. Just, yeah. Just the top. And you just, you take your luggage up there. It's a bedroom and you got, you got a little mini fridge. Damn, dude. Yeah. The snakes, man. Cause the snakes out there don't play. Yeah. <laughs> they're hungry. But if, I just, <laughs> I know they wouldn't come into your room if it's light or cold. How sure are you? Sure enough to run around without any shoes nope. on? I'm very, I'm terrified of snakes. That's my number one. Really? That is my number. Oh, you have more than one. Oh yeah, I've got tons of fears. Okay. Oh, that's why I, that's why I've started doing this podcast. Like I could do three episodes on me easy. I got to tell you that the strangest thing about the cotton ball thing is, um, I've got a lot of friends, and so if I if I say that my friends would all say that would already that statement already starts off at a lie, but I. I uh, I have enough friends that have told me that it's shocking how fearless I am. Not in like a brave mm-hmm. Rambo type way, just, more just like a easygoing village idiot kind of way. Like I'm just not afraid of anything. Mm-hmm. So but that's got to. You have way more fun in life. Like I said, there's no hesitation. Like you're not on a high dive, just standing there, like weighing the possibilities. As a kid, you know, I think I had a lot of damn fears as a kid. Maybe something just kind of broke me out. Broke me out of it, but. I will say, no, say doing stand-up has gotten me over a few fears. Like, okay. I, I bet. Because I used to be afraid of relationships. I'm afraid of 
all these different things and just being able to, I would say, think about me and just Mm -hmm. get to a place where I'm comfortable with who I am has made me better because I used to be terrified of all these different things. And when you do comedy and you write, you just have to think about your life and just try to find the, you know, bright spots and the, you know, out of your pain, try to find all the, the joy. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think if anybody's going to be honest, um, just about everybody's afraid of getting in front of a group of people, mm-hmm. you know, and speaking. That's that's terrifying to most people. So that that right there alone yeah. has, has got to... It, 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 you know? I will tell you that that rush of doing it is probably what drives me to do it some more. Really? Because it's just so, it's so addictive. Hmm. It's such an adrenaline rush to just be up there and just, yeah, I'm ta- you're listening to me. I'm captive audience. Huh. I've talked in front of, like, I've done some, two or three times, I've done public speaking, and that, that's, uh, that's, that's nerve-wracking mm-hmm. for sure. I can't imagine, like, okay, you're in front of people, you're going to talk, and they expect you to be funny? Mm-hmm. Oh. And then when you do it, you just, you just, you're just shivering yeah. at that point, just like, oh, this is fantastic. Hmm. Best feeling in the world. <laughs> so, Andrew, I thank you for doing this. Dude, this is my honor. Thank you. Where can people find you? So every single thing I'm doing right now is uh, at Mm -hmm. fortworthroots.com. I'm currently trying to list in more directories, but it takes time to do that. Mm -hmm. So right now, on the day that we are recording this, I can tell you that we're on Spotify. We're on the Apple Podcast uh, directories. So I think that's iTunes Mm -hmm. and Apple Podcast. You can do the same thing. yeah okay so yeah yeah they changed it into where it's <laughs> itunes is no longer it's just music and then podcasts is podcast yeah but i'll tell you right now if you have an android phone as far as i know i cannot get apple anything on my phone mm-hmm. it should be google uh android has their own podcast platform for that you can access apple material through oh, is it i think they could just act, it would just put it on that directory well, well, yeah, I'm, I'm just I saying think it's Google access. Play. That's what okay. maybe because I think I'm on that one but too. I but I know for sure I'm on the Apple Store uh, for podcast. I'm on Spotify, um, and then you can go directly to my website, and it's got its own player there. But uh, love to have your your fans mm-hmm. that, that now that now that this has yeah. aired, Cross all of your fans for sure. <laughs> With any luck, we'll have some. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And whenever you do launch, make sure you uh, let me know. I'm sure I'll be paying attention to your social media anyway, but let me know and I'll, I'll put it on all my stuff too. Okay. Well, thank you again for doing this. Um, get you back here and we'll talk about one of your other fears that you seem to not know about you have. We'll find one. We'll okay. find some because people, yeah. we don't realize it like, oh yeah, I'm afraid of that too. Yeah, Cause, for sure. Cause people, I, like, people start talking about their fears. Like one of them is afraid of roaches. Like, you know, I'm kind of afraid of roaches. Like when they get those mm-hmm. wings, what are you doing? Wait a minute. They have wings? Some of them do, yeah. They'll fly at you. Jesus and, Christ. And like, <laughs> and like they fly, they don't, it's not June bugs where it's just reckless. They fly at you with evil intent. Like they are coming after you. They're, like it is, it is their final charge. They're like 300. It's like the end of 300 where they're coming Jesus. at Xerxes. Oh, I'd lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> See? We got another episode out of you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, man. So that was Andrew Turner. I never considered the anxiety of touching something as a fear. That just seeing the item in your mind immediately goes to that fear. Stephen King actually has a similar fear 
that he talks about in his book on writing, where as a kid, he was having constant ear infections and he had a lot of shots in his ear. And so now he doesn't like the smell of rubbing alcohol, that the smell, even now, this many years later, takes him back to being that scared child. I don't have any fears that are really tactile. Well, maybe like touching something that's super gross or slimy. But with the gloves, I become way more courageous. Make sure you check out Andrew's podcast, Fort Worth Roots, wherever you listen to podcasts. This weekend, make sure you catch me at Hyannis Fort Worth with Chris Porter. A link to that will be provided in the show notes as well as for Fort Worth Roots. Thanks again for listening. And now some credits and thank yous for the people that make this show possible. Thanks to Barry Whitewater, who does my graphics and design for my comedy as well as my podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at bwhite2o. Get it, Whitewater. Also, a big thank you to Gunnar Olsen for my music. You can follow him on Instagram at gunbuns. That's G-U-N-B-U-N-S. You can also check out his website at gunnarolson.net. And you can check out his awesome EPs and some music he's got coming out. Real excited for him. If you want to follow me on social media, I am at Ryan Perio on all social media. It's R-Y-A-N-P-E-R-R-I-O. If you want to follow the show, I highly recommend it. Instagram and Twitter is at Some Fear Fans. Facebook group is Some of All Fears. If you, want to, if you have questions for the show or feedback, email me at somefearfans at gmail. If you want to be a guest on the show, also email me at somefearfans at gmail.com. We can make that happen. Please keep leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you listen to. I, appreci- I just appreciate seeing that people like what I'm putting out. So if you like what you hear, go ahead and leave a review. I appreciate all of you for listening. And next week... We'll have another guest with another fear. Thanks for listening to The Sum of All Fears. Mm-hmm.